against this platform on tonight. Father, release your platform on tonight. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence on tonight. My Dios, for court of ocean. I know anybody that's out there that got a yet praise, that's have a yet praise. Come on up bless the Lord on tonight. My God, hallelujah. Whatever the innocent trying to do, we curse it to the root right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence on tonight. My God, see the enemy is upset because he's trying to stop it. But I cancel the enemy assignment. I cancel the enemy assignment. I cancel the enemy assignment. I cancel the enemy assignment on tonight. I cancel the enemy assignment. We're serving you an eviction notice on tonight. You're going to get the hell out in Jesus' name. You're going to step up in Jesus' name. We bind up every infirmity. We bind up every form of sickness. We bind up every form of every negativity. We bind it up in the name of Jesus. My God from heaven. My God from heaven. My God from heaven. Whatever you trying to do, we cancel the enemy assignment right now on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. See, you trying to prevent me from sending this message out to the enemy. Father, we thank you. We thank you, my God. We thank you, God, on tonight. We bring special greetings on tonight. We bring special greetings on tonight. We bring special greetings on tonight. Amen. From ELR Prophetic Ship Podcast Network. We like to welcome everybody to a mantle of prayer. Amen. We're going to bring amen, this woman of God on tonight. My God, this woman on tonight. Amen, amen, to bring forth the prophetic word, amen, on tonight, and introducing the some, and introducing the others, amen, none other, amen, the host, amen, the honorary, amen, prophetess, Dr. Glenda Lane on tonight. So for those who want to tune in tonight, amen, I'm putting a telephone number, flashing the number across the screen, so for those who want to, amen, tune in to the word of God on a mantle of prayer on tonight, God bless you. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, saints. Amen. This is a new year, a new season. Amen. So we thank God for everybody that has been tuning in over the years. Amen. A special shout out just to um, um, April and her father. Amen. I thank God for them being a part of the ministry that we do here on the phone. Amen. So that, that means you don't need to be in a big building. It's good if you can, but if you can't, it's good to to be with the word of God and just hear it. Hallelujah. Thank God to shout out to Dion. Amen. In Fort Lauderdale. I miss Fort Lauderdale. I call her. Amen. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. New, new season, new year. Amen. And um, praise God. So if there any, any message that you want to replay, we do have them. Um, and this, uh, the apostle will direct you how you can get on any of the, on the Google 
cool stuff, and um, we can go back and listen to any of the messages as well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. I'm, I'm excited about what God this God's going to bring to this new year for us. Amen. Um, God doesn't want us to be spiritually blinded. Amen. So um, I want you to turn to the book of um, John. The book of John. The book of John. Uh, it would be a ninth chapter. And we're going to start from 35 and to go on down. That's John 9. And in my Bible is sectioned this off by saying Jesus teaches about spiritual blindness. Amen. Amen. Spiritual blindness. Father, we thank you for the word tonight, God. We thank you that you've allowed us to come into a new year. Amen. We thank you because many have died between then and now, but you kept us for such a time as this. We thank you, God, for teachers, teaching us how to walk in your word, talk in your will, word, and do what you called us to do. Amen. We're not concerned about doing what everybody else does, but we're concerned about our personal close-up relationship with you. So when we die, we're prepared to meet you, the living King. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen. This is John, the book of John. Amen. This is the same John that was ended up on the Isle of Patmos, and he wrote about um, the book of Revelation. This is the same John. Amen. That had a relationship um, with Christ. Um, um, God, this is the same John, hallelujah, that helped write scriptures, the particular book of, of John itself. And this John, this book was written for us to understand who Christ was. It talks about the birth and the preparation of Jesus Christ to be on the earth. So there's a lot of scriptures. We're going to go this year. Basically, we're going to go, we want to just go preach line upon line and precept upon precept and make sure that we have a, a good foundation. Again, um, John the Apostle, he was the son of Zebedee. Um, he was, he it talks about the new Christians searching for uh, non-Christian values. So we're confessing that we know Jesus, but we don't want to have uh, Christian values. So, and he's talking to us tonight about these things, um, that we have to be spiritually changed. In other words, you can fix up the outside, but sometimes it's hard to fix up the inside. You can be a beautiful person on the on the outside, and everybody run to you when you walk in the and the building, but do you really know Jesus and the pardon of his sins? And that requires that we have a relationship with Christ, all of it, not just what you like, um, but knowing the things in the in the Bible that we're supposed to do, and sometimes we don't do it or we don't allow God to take a change, change all of us. Amen. And without all of us, all parts of us, uh, we can't see Jesus. Amen. This is John 9. I'm going to start at the 35th verse. The 35th verse. Tonight I'm 
you can read your King James Bible, but I'm reading from tonight, um, Life Application Bible. And it speaks here. It says, when Jesus heard uh, that, um, that he had thrown uh, a man out, he found him and believed in the Son of Man. So apparently they might have had some discussions that they had any they didn't understand or they did they disagree. See, it's okay to disagree, but it's not a it's not good to be disagreeable. Yeah. In other words, you might not like what I say, mm-hmm. but you can at least to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I might like blue. You might like red. That doesn't mean that the red is prettier than the blue. It just means we have a different opinion. Amen. But we all must agree that this is the word of God. We must agree on the values of Jesus Christ himself. We must know uh, that certain things we just cannot do because we are confessing Christ. So you can confess Christ. You can say it with your lips. Mm-hmm. But your heart is so far from it. Right. Amen. You can confess Christ but you're not walking in his will and his way. We can confess something, but do you possess something? Okay. And we believers that this year that we're going to, we're going to just go into depth into the word of God, because we want to make sure uh, we have what we say we have. Okay. Because a lot of times we do go to churches or we go to, we go to all these different things. But we'll come out and we'll go across the street and we drink some liquor. We get out the car or we get out the street or we go down the road and we saw this fine man and you start whistling at him. So, but we want the insides within us, the spiritual part of us, to line up um, with the word of God. Amen. And we're not worried so much about this year, uh, uh, all these other old, uh, New Old Testament. We want to go right into the Word of God. We want the people to know who Jesus is. Every time I close my my text by saying I'm offering people uh, their their relationship with Christ, because you might not be able to get your pastor all the time you might not get your best friend all the time you might not but then what my question is your personal your personal close relationship with him how do i pray regularly do i at least fast at least once a day a week if it was just from from 12 or six uh six in the morning till uh uh, two, two in the afternoon. We have to set some time outside to to build a relationship with him. You know, it's good to have a relationship with your family. It's good to have relationship with your friends. It's good to have relationship with people you've known for years. But right now, we have to build a relationship with Christ. You said, why, preacher? Why? Because the signs of Christ is right here on the TV. The signs of Christ is right there up and close and personal. So in one part of the world, there's fires. In the next part of the world, there's floods. And the next kind of part of the world, there's, there's tornadoes. The next part of the world, you can't have enough food to eat. Because Christ is showing his signs that he's coming back for us. So we must be ready. And this particular scripture is saying that Jesus 
teaches about spiritual blindness. Some of us can be so blind. Blind meaning, let's put it this way, uh, blind meaning you can't see. Whether it's physical blindness, mm -hmm. that your eyes no longer function, that you can see, okay, or uh, a, a spiritual blindness till you don't know the truth. Now, and without the truth, you can't be made free or set free. Okay. If you don't know the word of God, then you are spiritually binded, binded uh, in certain areas of your life. Amen. Again, like, like application Bible, it says this, and then Jesus heard uh, that they had broke, thrown a man out. And he found him and asked, do you believe in the Son of Man? So Jesus is asking him. They said they found him and they asked him, do you know Christ? Do you believe, not just know, but do you believe in God? Do you know him, Jesus, and pardon of your sins? For real, for real, for real. Why? Because for many of years we all we all grown up and we went to church, but we did not know Christ. We have gone to the flea markets and met new friends, but we may be, have not known Him on a personal level. You can tell me, oh, I know Glenda, but do you know me? Do you know the parts of me that hurt? Do you know the parts that I I, I just get frustrated? Do you know um, the parts of me when I just get mad and I make up my mind? If I don't get on my knees, I might say something that I'm not supposed to say. But do you know? So here Jesus is coming to this man and asking him personally, do you know Christ? Can you imagine that? You know, I, I preach from the perspective of being that person. So if I'm, when I'm by myself, for example, we'll say um, 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 Rachel is sitting by herself in her room and, and listening to listen to this, the scriptures and listening and, and, and this excited and this wanting to have a relationship with Christ. But does really Rachel really know him? Do you know of him? You know his name is Jesus. You know he was born in Galilee. You know all these things about him. But do you really know him? Well, you can sit down and have a conversation with him. Do you know him to the point that I know sometimes um, I don't want to talk to nobody else. But, God, I know you says you'll never leave me or forsake me. So this man is saying to him, do you not just know Jesus, but do you believe in him? Do you know he's the son of God? Do you know he's the one that, that, that came to die for our sins? Do you know that's the one that got up on the third day? Uh, do you know this man named Jesus? And do you know the, the spirit man who died on the cross for us? And he said, he said, one day I have to go away so the comforter can come. Do you know this man? And my question today, tonight is this. Do you really know Jesus? Do you really know him? Or do you know the parts that you want to have and the parts that you don't want to really talk about? Or, 
or you know you have your little secret sins. But do you know him? Because when you know somebody, you're going to want to do treat them right. When you know them and you love them, you're going to do everything to make them comfortable. When you know him and all of his sins, I know that now um, we've come into another year, uh, 2022, that there ought to be a change in our lives if we say we know him. If we would die tonight, um, where would we end up in eternity? Okay, are you going there because, well, I I paid my tithes and I go to church and I, I have a good service on Sunday morning, but the rest of the week, my my values are questioned. My loyalty to Christ is questioned. What I what kind of friendships I have are in question. So Christ is saying to you tonight, do you really know me? Or do you say you know of me? I've heard of this gen this Jesus, but do I have a relationship with him? And if I were to die tonight, where would I end up in eternity? If this body would lie down, close its eyes, and never move again, would you say that you know him? You have a relationship with him. And have you confessed? And now do you you possess the characteristics of Christ himself? That's a handful right there, just to really um, think about that. That's what we want to do this year, coming year. We want to know him and all of his part of his sins. We want to know his attributes. We want to know, have a personal relationship. So when I can't find my preacher, there is God. Amen. 32 says this. Black application Bible. Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? So he's questioning him that if it's really Christ. I know sometimes I read or get in my Bible or, or sometimes I'll, I'll shut up in my room and, you know, I begin to ask God different questions and um because you know the outward man can can pump up and be happy and jump and flip and witness, but it's a personal walk now. It's not just I go to church and I go home. It's not uh, I'll go to get on the bus and I tell people God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Um, but you really don't mean what you say, or you say it as a as saying God bless you, but. Do you really want God to bless you? Or do you just want to say God bless you? So we want this year to know, to, to, to build relationship with Christ. It's good to have a relationship and know about Peter. It's a good thing to know about John the Baptist. It's a good thing to know about the woman at the well. But we have to, we have to say God, Give me everything that I need in order to have a walk and talk spiritually with him. Because it, it only the everything that matters at the end of the day 
is do you know him? Do you love him? And do you have access to him? And access to something requires you have a way to get into. In other words, you have a key to your house. But the only way that you can get into your house, one is take the key and open the door. Or you walk to the door. Or your father, your cousin, or whatever, somebody opens the door for you to come into. So now we want to build on this year, especially on the door, the gateway to come into God. Come on, come on. You know, you can, like I said, you can, we can, you can um, quote scriptures and you can get folks hyped up and, 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 uh, you know, but do you really know him? Almost like when God came to Nicodemus, uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and the, the third chapter and says, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. He knew Nicodemus knew he was well known. Nicodemus had authority. Nicodemus was a Jew. Nicodemus knew all about the words of God, but did not understand. Uh, otherwise, why would he have to come to him at by nighttime? Because he didn't want the the authority to know they didn't have a relationship with him. But we don't want to be spiritually blinded this year. That's why we can be we can be easily swayed or we can be so easily changed in our mindsets because we don't really know whether we know him or not. But I, I discovered this year that that's what I really want from him. It's I want I want prosperity. I want things, but things can't get you into heaven. Because if you die tonight, um, they'll put you in a gasket, and you go and you'll be dug and put up under the great underground. But did it really make a difference to you in your life? Did it make a difference that I did what God told me to do? Did it make a difference how I treated people? Did it make a difference that when you 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 you're underground that somebody had some good things to say about you? Why? Because of a personal relationship with God, and we don't want to be spiritually blinded that we can be no earthly good. I don't want you. I don't want to preach to you and preach to you myself and be lost i don't want to preach to you and preach to you and i and end up in hell i don't want to preach to you and be excited and you get into heaven and i may not get there uh, because of my spiritual um i can preach and preach as paul says but i don't want to be lost so we have to make up our minds that this year, regardless of the stock market, be be regardless of the bitcoins and and regardless of they say there's going to be a scarcity of food and, and inside of all these things. But do you have the faith that believe that he says in his word that he will never, never leave me 
or forsake me even until the end of the earth. I have a contract with God so that no matter what happens, uh, what I do, as God tells me to do, that he says he will never He'll never, I mean, even just the thought that, that as a human being, God has told us that he will never leave, leave us or forsake us. Once we give our lives to Christ, he said, I will never leave you, Glenda, and I will never forsake you. He says, even until the ends of the earth. So no matter whether the body starts acting crazy or whether the mind goes a little far off, no matter what happens, he has assured me that he shall provide all of my needs when I have a relationship with him. For he, sir, that I may believe in him. And that word, and that thing there, that word, um, it's it's a believe meaning as a question mark. So we have to learn this year. We're going to learn to read the Bible as is everything that's, every word is important. It says, who is he, sir? I may believe in him, question mark. He says, so may I believe, God, that what you say, my question mark, can I believe? Can I be that man of God that called me? Am I? Can I be that woman that God have called me? Can I be that child that I, from my mother's womb, I have a call, a plan for my life? Can I be that person that believes? And he said, and he asked, he asked me a question. 27th verse says, Jesus answered. So now Jesus is answering. Sometimes we ask a question, but we don't wait for the answer. Sometimes we think a question, but we don't answer. Again, 20 verse, 37 verse says, and Jesus answered, you have seen him. In fact, he is one speaking. Uh, hallelujah. Speaking. Amen. So Jesus is telling him, I am real. I am Jesus. I am the God more than enough. I am the one that will die for you and get up on the third day. I am God. The significance of God is that he created the universe for us. We always think about other things, but begin to realize that Jesus created the whole universe just for you and I. Jesus loved us enough that he gave us the opportunity to know him. He didn't have to give us the opportunity, you know, but because of his love. And I believe one of the problems even today in our society is we don't love one another as God tells us to love one another. That's why they say the different people, they don't, in other words, they don't like you because the color of your skin or they don't like you because of your religion or uh, they don't like you because um, uh, uh, you have more money than me or you have your, or your ancestry might be from a different country. There, God doesn't want us to have 
differences of because of our color. But he, you got to love me because I am a human being. I was created in his image. I'm supposed to walk like Christ. I'm supposed to talk like Christ. I'm supposed to have all the attributes of Christ because I am confessing salvation. And then when I confess it, I must possess it. In other words, I must have what I say I have. Okay. Like the Jews many years ago, the Jews was upset with Jesus. They did, in fact, they didn't like Jesus because Jesus represented something that they didn't understand. And that's why um, I read a book one time that says that, um, that the Jews at this point when Jesus was walking on the earth, that um, they were considered the mortal enemies of Christ. Because the law, the Jesus, the Jewish law says, you know, you have to go to bed at a certain time. You got to get up a certain time. If you did something wrong, you go, uh, you die, you died. Um, there was no grace. There was no mercy. There was no long suffering. There was no second chances. You know, you, you sin, you die. You, you, you live, that's fine. But if you didn't, there's a law that says you must suffer for the penalties of death. But when Jesus came along and he died, now man had the opportunity to live two times, live in the natural and then eventually live in the spirit one day with him. So it's important to know about spiritual blindness. I don't want you to walk in a way um, because of just the law. Again, the law will tell you if you eat this, you're going to die. But the grace says that, yes, you made a mistake, um, and I'm going to forgive you. Okay. And that's, that's basically the difference in it. But here Jesus is trying to tell us about spiritual blindness. Sometimes spiritual blindness is um, because of our, our, our diet, what we eat. Sometimes spiritual blindness because we know we're not supposed to eat certain things, but we do, we eat them anyway. Uh, sometimes spiritual blindness because you don't know how to balance your checkbook. You just spend and spend and spend it all, uh, all week long, all month long, and by the end of the month, all you want to do is sit and wait till you get some more money. Because we have not learned to, one, pay our tithes, okay? Two, give an offering of some kind, okay? And then watch God turn around and bless you because you bless somebody else. We can't live in this world and be spiritually blinded um, because uh, the enemy is out to take us out. The enemy is out to destroy us. The enemy is out to confuse us. Why? Because he doesn't want you to live for him. But when you know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, it really makes a difference. Somebody asked me one day, you really think that Jesus existed? And I said to them, I said, yes, I believe that Jesus existed. Why? Because the Bible is a proof of it. 
whether it's from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, Jesus really existed. And some people don't believe in Jesus. Some people are atheists. Some people hate anything to do with, with God. Okay. But if the Bible it says that there is a Jesus, I believe there is a Jesus. And sometimes the only time we can meet, we can we can get people, uh, uh, bring them to Christ is by your examples, how you talk to them, how you treat them, how you love on them, how connected you are with them. Okay, there's nowhere in the Bible that Jesus was hating anybody. But then us today, some of us, we don't, um, we don't love folks. You don't have to like what they do. You don't have to like if they're homosexual. You don't have to like them if, uh, if, if they're cussing all the time. But the Bible commands us to love. He says, love ye one another. So that means there should be no hate. There should be no distractions. There should be no deceptions. There never should be anything like that because the Bible said to us, love ye one another. You don't have to be my best friend, but I have to love you. I have to love you enough to give you food if you're hungry. I have to love you enough that if you need a ride work and we're on my way to work or if I have some extra time, I, I require to pull, go over and just, hey, would you like a ride? Why? Because that's love. Love is not what it says, but love is what it does. Love is not what it says, but love is what it does. So you can tell me you love me, but there's no signs of love. There's no signs of caring, but you love me. So we must have that kind of agape, that kind of love that God says that we must love one another. And that's why Nicodemus, I believe, went to do his business by night because he didn't want them to know that they had he he was having a struggle in his mind of whether or not that Jesus was the Christ. Jesus was the King of Glory. God was the body in battle. Jesus spoke. God was here before time, and Jesus will be here after time is gone. Why? Because He is God. We are mirror. We are. We are mortal we are we have a time to live uh, ecclesiastics 3 says for everything there is a season there's a time to be born and a time to die there's a time to be happy and there's a time to, to cry it says for everything there is a season because we are mere mortals but when we have access to Christ then we know that we will live forever one day in eternity when we give our lives to Christ, one and two, we walk in the attributes. We walk like Christ. We talk like Christ. We act like Christ in every aspect of our lives. And then people say, oh, that's not possible. But ladies and gentlemen, I believe that whatever the word says, it is possible. 
I might not understand it. I might not like it, but I don't believe there's anything in this Bible, okay, that is not possible if God's word says it's possible. Again, there's nothing in this Bible that we study is impossible. He said to us in the book of Luke, um, um, he, he talks to us, he says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Jesus said that. Paul didn't write it, for, Peter didn't write it, but Jesus says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible for those that believe. Again, so we have to know without a shadow of a doubt that Christ is on his way back and we have to be make ready for his kingdom. Make ready for doing what's right. Make ready because we want to get detailed into this Bible and God give us revelation and give us knowledge to have a closer rock with him. One. Number two, I want you this year to get you, keep you some uh, spiral notebooks. So when we go to study the word of God, you can write your little notes, you write your scriptures, and you go down and you study them. Okay. The word meditate means to mutter. Mutter means to repeat again and again for understanding. Because we want to know him and the pardon of his sins. And knowing Christ has nothing to do with how old you are or how young you are, how pretty you are, how thin you are. But knowing Christ and, and the pardon of his sins and knowing what the word says and be spiritually alert. Alert, alert. Yeah, I know when we used to work at the hospital one time years ago, we had this part of our hospital that was off limits for certain people. So if you didn't come in the in that area without a passcode or password, the, 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 the alarm would start going off. It would say a red alert, red alert, red alert. Alert, alert, intrusion, intrusion, alert, alert. Yeah. So we have to have that spirit to be alert about the things of God. Know who he is. Know where he came from. And know what are the characteristics of Christ, how we have to all walk and talk. Okay. I believe that God calls us this year for a new dispensation. I mean, another time zone in which we know him and the pardon of his sins. For example, when you went to preschool, you learned certain things. By the time you got to, um, to first grade, you increased in knowledge. By the time you went to third grade, you now know how to write. And you, you can read a little bit and you begin to understand those little things. 
Well, by the time you get to sixth grade, you're a little smarter, a little wiser. You know how to decipher your notes. You know how to take a test. You know how to take an open book test uh, um, because you're growing in knowledge and wisdom. And as you get older, when you get into junior high school, there are more things that you learn, whether uh, just being a man or a woman, or are you beginning to know how to go and actually write, read, good book reports because we're constantly growing in the things of God. By the time you went to finish high school, you're completed. You've got your education completed and now you can no longer have to go. You can choose to go to a school of special things that you might want to study about, whether economics or theology or, or anything. Why? Because you're now become a specialty in that area. But this year, we want our specialty to be in Jesus Christ. We want to know, get yourself some index cards and write down some scriptures and put them in you. So you know that at that time when you need on need Jesus, you can say to him, um, um, but God, you says in your word that you shall never leave me or forsake me even on to the ends of the earth, or I'm in trouble and I come out my mouth that I say, for the Bible says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God shall abide, live in under the shadow of the almighty. And I will say of the Lord, for he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in him or in my trust. That's why you must know the word of God so that when the enemy comes, and it tries to come to steal your thoughts or your mindsets or you're depressed. You have the word of God imputed, put in the side of you. And I know that we will need Jesus more this year than ever before. We know that because, first of all, the scripture tells us that. But now we can see clearly that word, things are changing. The time I was born, things are changing. You know, whether the, the times our children are born, things are changing. When we were born, children were born with their eyes closed. But now when we're born, most of the time, the children were born with their eyes wide open. It's a sign of knowledge. But not all knowledge is good knowledge depending on what you're studying, no matter what, no matter what you're doing. The knowledge of God this year must be paramount. That must be the most important in your life this year, the knowledge of Christ Jesus. The knowledge is when I die, where will I end up? The knowledge of knowing right and wrong. The knowledge of treating people right and not wrong. The knowledge of knowing his spirit and walking in his will, and not being turned away by stupid things or turned away by things, um, because sometimes people will preach to you to the point that every dollar comes out of your pocket, and you look up and you say, God, when I come home, I didn't have any money left, but when I left, uh, because people will preach money right out of your hands, okay, because it's a spirit that will take place, and before you know Everything's gone. So we want to fall in line uh, with the word of God. If the word says do it, we do it. 
But if we can't find it in this book, with a surety, we don't move. We want to do um, like Jesus says this year. Love him. Do what he tells us to do. That's why I like that because it says when he talks about he comes to 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 Nicodemus by night. I mean, I, I did this study one time of Nicodemus and John that I think it's John three sixteen, and he said he says, I'm I'm thinking to myself, why would the Christ uh, sitting there and then this man comes to him at night, but he's the same man that was in an authority by day telling people what to do. Because sometimes people question God, but they don't want them to know. Sometimes people have lots of money, will be just as confused as they want to be. But they don't want you to know that they're confused. But we can't get to the point that we don't know Jesus enough to sit down and talk with him and pray with him and look in his word this year for everything in our lives. I don't know if you went to the grocery store lately, but even just going to the grocery store now, everything's so much more expensive. Why? I believe that Christ is making preparations to come back for us. And where will we end up in eternity? And do we have spiritual knowledge? Do we just laugh and carry on and be like the folks that are not saved and same folks are not filled with the Holy Ghost and and are are, are we going out to witness so when we get a good grasp of the Word of God then we go out and witness but if you don't know the Word of God you might invite somebody to come to church with you but if you don't know don't pretend in the things of God because God wants us to be spiritually aware what's around us spiritually aware one thing about living in a big a big city or a big area most of the time there's a whole bunch of different cultures and those different cultures sometimes they believe in different things so if you don't know if you're not aware of the things of god if you don't know about Christ's attributes, sometimes people are turned into different areas to look for, for Christ. So you go along somewhere and you'll see a sign that says, um, um, I want to read the uh, palm reading, or you go to another place and you see um, certain things happening because different cultures sometimes breed different spirits. But the only spirit that we we confess, we confess to is Jesus Christ. So we must be spiritually aware this year of the things of God. If it is not in the book, don't do it. If it's in the book, do it. Otherwise, stand still. This year, we must build a closer walk with God. Now, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself. That I, Glenda, have to have a closer walk with God spiritually. What I mean spiritually means it's not the outside that I'm walking with God, but it's the inner man in me. 
that I had to have a closer walk with Christ. I know, have to know, know his word. And then we might not just know his word, but we must walk like him. I represent God. And I don't mean just, oh, having these deep, these big clothes and thus say the Lord, but I mean a rela relationship so much so that I want to be around you and that I want to draw you to Christ so that if I die tonight, I don't have to ask God, where am I going to be? But I will know him because of the pardon of his sins in my life. For we are his people. We are his chosen generation. We are his royal priesthood. We are his holy nation. And that holy represents, I'm set apart for the master's Jews. I am set apart for him. I'm set apart. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to talk like everybody else. I'm not going to be like, I want to be like Jesus. I love Michael Jordan, but I want to be like Jesus. I love uh, Tamala Harris or all these other people, these famous people. Some of them, I like their, 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 their thoughts, but you know what? I just want to be like him at the end of the day. My role model, your role model should be Jesus. Not the secret storm, the guiding light, or all these 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 shows in the during the day, um, uh, where ma, this one's sleeping with that one, and then you take the same characteristics, and by the time you get home, you get uh, around other people, you're suspicious of other people. Why? Because those are spirits. Spirits move from one place to the other, and the only thing that keeps us stationary is the Bible. The only thing that keeps us under subjection of the Holy Spirit is the Word of God. The only thing that keeps us from acting like fools all day long is when we know Jesus and the pardon of his sins. And Jesus is not, not denominational. Jesus is only in the not in the white church or the black church. Jesus says, come, whoever wants him, who wants to give his life to him, who wants to be changed, who that wants to realize that one day that we will no longer be in this body, but we will be changed. The Bible says that we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. We're going to move from mortality to immortality. There will be a time when we will change from this physical body to the spirit body, the spirit being. And there's only two doors you can go through. We can go to the door and go straight to hell, be handcuffed or somewhere else next to some people the rest of the lives. But people, the Bible says they will be, they will be, uh, uh, be the, the screaming and yelling and this, that, and the other because they've not made the life up to Christ. They have not changed. Well, we have a place that we have a place of grace 
and peace. And he promised us that we will have our own mansion, okay, according to his word. So we're not just living for in this body, but we believe that one day, that one day, that if we follow his precepts, when we follow his word, and we do what he says. So if he says to love, love. If he says to rejoice, rejoice. If he said be glad, be glad. And it's, it's a process of growing in him. And I'm hoping that you will journey with me this year. That we can know him and the pardon of his sins. So that the same way that Jesus died on a cross for us. We have the opportunity like Nick, Nehemiah, he had opportunity to go back and to, to build, a, a build a gate in a whole city that was torn down. God's word is in this work, word for us to teach us his ways. Teach us his precepts. Teach us his mindset. It has nothing about, nothing about being old or young about knowing Jesus, knowing him, not just a part of him, but knowing him, that we learn to rejoice with Jesus when we're happy. We all have to learn to understand that God loves us when we're down, and then we lose loved ones or, or things happen and we don't understand, but it requires a relationship with him. We, it is no longer acceptable for us to say to every day, God, I don't understand. So now, because we have to learn, lean not to your own understanding. He says, but in him, acknowledge him and he shall direct my path. So he didn't tell me to understand. He said, but follow him. Follow him. Sometimes you have to follow him blindly. Because we're so upset or we're so confused or we don't know what's going on in our life. You know, he doesn't have to understand. He says, follow me. It's I follow Christ. So we're going to push this year for the next level in our lives. We're going to push for relationships with Christ and him this year. We're going to push that, God, I'm not going back. I'm not looking back. I'm not thinking back. All I want to do is see Jesus. I want to spiritually see Jesus. And that's all that matters is this year is do you know Jesus? And do you know, have a spiritual connection with God? Because we don't want to be spiritually blinded. I don't want to be confused. I don't want to be lost. But all I know is I just want him. Because I've, I've discovered that when I have Jesus, I can conquer a mountain. I remember one time, I remember when my mother passed away, it was so devastating for me. I didn't know my father. I have one brother. I have a host of cousins or whatever. But I didn't have, it was like I lost my whole, my world change. Because when you have an intimate relationship with somebody, and when they leave you, you feel the emptiness, you feel the uncompleteness, you 
feel that your life will never be the same. And it's the same the way with the gospel. If you do not have a relationship with Christ, if you don't read your Bible every day, if you just take one scripture and take a dictionary and write down what they mean and go back and read it again, because then God opens up your understanding to him. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is not promised to us. But our spiritual eyes this year must be opened. So that when concerts happen, like the the young man had, um, and all these people were dying or uh, running around and, and stuff like that, you don't have to say what happened. It was Satan. Folks are killing each other and you're trying to say why. No, it is Satan trying to rob and steal and destroy. Food disappearing. People are crying. Got so bad in India at one point they were they, they didn't have in places they would bury the people. They would just burn them up. Well, it, we are going through changes in our life. But this year I pray that you would tune with in with us every Thursday night. I'm not saying that other other nights. But so we can have a walk with and journey with Jesus Christ. I don't want to have a regular little old quiet relationship with Christ. I want Jesus to beat me when I'm wrong. I, I want Jesus to punish me when I'm wrong. I need to tell Jesus, please don't leave me. How, how, no, no, no. It is a personal walk with Christ. Jesus came into the world just because of his love. Other than our mothers and our fathers sometimes and our brothers and sisters, we have the concept of love. We really don't know what love is. That's why a lot of people get married and they don't stay married because they don't have the concept of love. They don't know the concept of I now I marry you and I'm no longer important, but the only thing matters is you. But when we begin to know who Jesus is and the part of his sins, it opens up our mindsets to know who Jesus is in every area of our lives, every area, whether it's on your job, whether it's on the bus ride home, let, the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. So I believe this year we're going to come out of, of, out of junior high school spiritually, and we're going to grow in the Word of God like never before. Because the Word of God is the only thing that will keep you. The, the, the Word of God is the only thing that can hold you. And then we got to learn to stay in the word, in the scriptures. Because Jesus is on his way back. Jesus is on his way back. Be ye also ready. Are you ready? And different spirits come out to torment you. Spirits come out to aggravate you so you can't sleep. There's a whole bunch of stuff. This year, I believe that God's going to allow us to talk about 
but most of all, knowing him and the pardon of his sins. You know, the apostles walked with God until he died. But I don't believe they really knew who he was until after he died. Why? Because he was telling us, I think, in the one of our, our last studies, he was saying um, uh, it was the Last Supper, and they began to sit and sound and talk with them. And he's saying, "Look at your sons and daughters. I'm I'm going to um, we're gonna. This is my last time. I'm gonna sit down and eat with you. This is the last time I'm gonna have fun with you. This is the last time." I think it's Luke um, 22. He uh, says, um, "This is the last time." He says, "But but I want you to know this is the last time." You know. And of course, Peter got mad and said, God, I'm going with you. If you're going to die, I'm going with you. Whatever you're going to do, I'm going to do. And and God told Peter, he says, no, 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 no. I'm the prophet. I know what I'm doing. I know the way that I'm going to take. You can't go with me, Peter. And then Peter said, no, Father, no, Lord. I'm going with you. I'm I'm not going to go nowhere without you. And then God began to prophesy Peter and tell him, no, there's some places you can't do. There's some things you can't do. And I want you to know, in fact, you know what? Uh, at the bottom line is this. They're, at the, at, they're going to three strikes from, a, from a, chick, a chicken or a crow and saying to you, you're going to deny me. And Peter said, no, Lord. No, 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 no. No, I would never deny you. But at the end of the day, the kick, the, the crow cocked, and Peter denied Christ. So we want to know Jesus. We don't want the crock to crow, and we don't know who Christ is. We want Christ to be our all in all. Not for money, not for for this. I mean, if you want to uh, uh, donate to the podcast, my uh, my daughter will give you method to do that. But we do this for Christ, and God says He will provide all of our needs. But what we're looking for this year is a up and close relationship with Christ. In other words, I just don't want to be Peter. I want to feel the emotions of Peter when Peter realized that he had already denied Christ. And he feel the intensity of his love. And he realized that what God says was true. And he realized that this Christ died on the cross for me while I didn't even realize what we were doing. We want to be able to understand that not just that Nicodemus went to Jesus by night, but he went and why he went and did he really understand? Because he began to say to him, he says, oh, well, I guess I should just go back into my mother's womb again. And that's how I'm going to be born again. No, but Christ is trying to tell him there's a different kind of birth in us. There's a birth in us that our lives change, a birth in us of maturity, a birth in us that I will never be the same again, that I'm just going to be physically born again, but I'm going to be spiritually, I'm going to be spirit-filled and changed in the image of God. So we have to seek God for the answers, seek God for knowledge. Seek God for growth in him this year like never before. 
even with the woman with the issue of blood. Uh -uh. Um, she walked around for 12 years, a body stinking, going through all these issues. And then she came to herself. She said, if I can just but touch the hem. So we have times we must touch the hem of God's garment. She didn't want the whole thing. She just wanted to touch him. Because she knew there was a virtue flowing from God. And we believe this year that God's going to give us a, a virtue and a growing in him and the Holy Ghost. To the point that Christ himself, the anointed one, Christ Jesus the King, turned around and said, who touched me? Why? Because it was thousands of people surrounding Jesus to get a touch from him. But oh this little woman that was bleeding for 12 years touched Jesus, him of his garment, and the virtue flow, the virtue, the love of him, the healing balm of Gilead touched the woman of God till she was healed. So we want to go into the spirit this year, not so much on the outward man. But we want to go into the inward entities of God this year to know him and the pardon of his sins totally. So there can be a change in our lives. Because mama or daddy can't die for us. Auntie, Nim, grandma can't die for you. But at that time when you have given your life to Christ, it is a process of knowing who he is. Like Peter, like Paul, like Joshua, everyone in the Bible had some struggles. But Jesus was right there to teach all of us of his salvation and of his love. Because the most important thing in our lives is our love walk with Christ. I'll close out with that. The most important things that we can have in our lives is our love walk with Christ. Because when you have a love walk, there's a learning and a yearning of Christ. When you have a love walk with God, we do not have excuses for what we do and we don't do. When you have a love walk and an intensity to God so that if I die tonight, I'm ready to meet Jesus Christ and, and part of everything that I need. Why? Because you have a love intensity. In other words, I'm just reading the Bible. But now I see myself in the book with Peter. I'm learning what Peter learned. I'm knowing what Matthew, I'm learning what, what Josh was going through when he had to walk through the desert and had, had, had thousands of people. And here Moses died and saying to myself, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But then God's telling him, he's telling him, he says, he says, uh, he says, and so I walk with Moses. Joshua, I walk with thee. So we're going to walk through this year. God let me know in a deeper 
a more a meaningful way. Because it's not so much about the who. This is how much the, the yelling and the screaming and the jumping and the shouting. But it's about knowing him. Him who? Jesus. Him, God more than enough. Who? Jesus, the God of a second chance. Jesus, Yahweh. Jesus, Yabat. Jesus, El Elyon. Jesus, because those are the names in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, when Jesus was born and died, now we have access to him. So I am excited about this year. I'm excited because we're going to speak and teach you about the spiritual knowledge of who he is. And when we do that, the enemy doesn't so much have have control over you. Why? Because you know. You recognize the enemy. We have to recognize the enemy. You can't defeat me if I don't recognize you. I don't even know where you are. But I can def- I can I can detect you. And I can defeat you in every area of our lives. Because just like John, the teachings of Jesus Christ, that's the only thing matters. Him and the pardon of his sins. And once I give my life to Christ, there must be a change. There's a process of changing. But there must be a change in order to reap the harvest and to spend eternity with Christ. Eternity in him. That we want to know being spiritually right with God and not walking in spiritual blindness. Where to go, what church to do, what to, what to say, how to live. We have to know what God wants us for us this year. But the Bible says, even in, in, the, in the book of Esther, for who knows? God has called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I believe that everybody that's still here on this earth today, this is their time. This is the kingdom experience. In Christ, follow me. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. God, we thank you this year for last year. But God, we thank you for a new dispensation in your work. God, teach us to walk as you walk, talk as you talk, live as you live. God, teach us this year how to spiritually grow. Spiritually. That I spend more time with you. I fast with you. I love you the more. I cry out more to you. I thank you, Father. God, I thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. Everybody under the sound of my voice, God. We praise you. We adore you. We magnify you, God. 
We magnify your holy name. We thank you, God, that we allowed to see another year in the land of the living. And I, I just tell you, thank you. I praise you. We adore you. And we wait for the manifestation of your glory. God, don't let us be spiritually blind this year. God, don't let us be robbed in the spirit. Let us be not, not be robbed by, by, by strange doctrines, strange gods, strange entities, strange mindsets. God, let us not be lost in you. Find me, God, and protect me. Love on me and keep me. Guide me in all truth. In the name of Jesus, and we pray for everybody on the sound of my voice again. Hallelujah. For today is the day. The Bible says this. He says, for this is the day. This day is not over yet. This is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice. You say, how can I rejoice, preacher? And I've had a terrible Christmas. I've had a terrible last six months because the Bible says so. It says, we shall rejoice in the Lord and be glad in it. But how can I, how can I rejoice in all these things? I've lost loved ones. I've lost a job. I don't, maybe don't even have a good place to live, but how can I rejoice? Because the word of God says to rejoice and be glad in him. And he will do the rest. God, you promised us you shall provide all our needs. I know that if I do what you call me to do, you will bless us. And then your word says we shall eat the fat of the lamb. In other words, we must eat all the good stuff. You're going to bless us this year, God. When we do what you called us to do. God, save our children this year. God, save our grandchildren this year. God, make a way out of no way this year. God, open doors that I have even thought I could not even open, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I, I impute you in the Holy Spirit. God, open doors this year for me that I might not even think or imagine. God, give me favor in the name of Jesus, in the gospel, God. I'm not even praying for me, but God, give me favor in the gospel, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for our children, our grandchildren. God, thank you for our great-grandchildren. And we bind the adversary. We bind every devil at every level. I tell you, I command you. I don't tell you. I command you in the name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you and go back to hell from whence you come because you have no power, no dominion over us in the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. That is by the power of the living God that you are king of glory and you are mighty battle. And we forever give you the praise, God. God, help us to walk this year in such a way that even the unrighteous will acknowledge there's something different about us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. 
the saints. God bless you, all of you, everybody on the line. Amen. Um, I'm going to start. Amen. Probably give you scriptures maybe the uh, the week before. Um, again, we want to give have a closer walk with God this year. Mm-hmm. I just want him so close as if he's sitting right next to me. I just want to be closer to God. And I don't know about you, but that's what I need. I need him. I need all of him. I need to pray for me. You think I pray for you, honey? I need to pray for me. I pray for attitudes. I pray for attitude adjustments. I pray that I can do what God called me to do. I pray for this body that I live in. I pray for the Holy Ghost to supersede and just to speak to this body in the name of Jesus. We thank you for our podcast. We thank you for our prophetic shift. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the new ministers that you're bringing into our fold, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. At this time, if anybody has anything to say, we can go ahead. And if not, we'll move on. I thank you. Um, thank you for, um, um, thank you very much um, for Rachel and her father again for following us over the years. I'm, I'm acknowledging you because God told me to. Um, so I thank you for being a part of us and listening to us every, I don't think they really ever miss uh, Thursday night. I know of, no. that I don't know of. So, and thank God, God has given us people around the world that are listening to us uh, religiously and not just religiously by just being online, but building a relationship with Christ. Amen. Um, go ahead, Apostle. Do you want to say anything more? Uh, I saw my buddy, um, uh, Daphne, are you on the line? Uh, Dolores, are you on the line? Anybody wish to say anything before we close out? It's okay to say no. Amen. Okay. Amen, Prophet Lane. Yes, Prophet Lane. I like the part about this, getting the journal, you know, getting a journal and journaling things down in it because we need to look in the journal and that also enable us to look back and see where we were. And it's a testimony. We are overcome by the testimony of our words, and so are other people encouraged by that. Um, yeah. You know, I like when you said that. I like when you said that, you know, how when you, you meditate, you're just you're muttering all day long. You're just, you're, you're, you're repeating words all day long, and it's getting down basically in your spirit. Yeah. You know, it's, it's growing in your spirit when you do that. And so you said when you go to first grade, you learn. You go to second grade, you get on another level. Yeah. You go to third grade. I, I enjoy those things, I, you know, because that's the truth. The more you stay in it, the more you learn. And so it is. It's, yeah. It is a course. God does have a course for us. So that is yeah. the truth of what you said. And, and I, I enjoy that. And God bless you. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want y'all to get a get you a. It can be a spiral notebook, and put your date on it. Little notes you want to want it. Like I said, just the word mutter. Uh, it means to repeat again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're going through, we have to repeat again and again. And the word of God says this, and the words of God. Why? Because you can't see it, but I'm repeating it. I'm putting it in my spirit. It's there. It's there. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to do. So you have to constantly, because this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual journey. Okay. It is a, it's a battle 
but it's a journey. It's a battle. I mean, sometimes it'll be hot and heavy, and then we'll get a little lull down, a little quiet, and then before you know it, it looks like something else happens. So it's a spiritual battle, and it's a journey. And so we want our battles and our journeys be be it would teach us the things of God, not just the book, but know Him. Know him and the pardon of his sins. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I said, um, um, he came in, he said, Jesus, I'm coming to you by night, you know, because he didn't want him to know that he was seeking Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. he was seeking Jesus because of his authority and his power and his place, you know, with the, with the tribe. He didn't want them to know. But he knew of Jesus, and yes. so now he was entertaining the idea that Jesus was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, so um, we have to learn to know journals of down, mm-hmm. write things down, mm-hmm. but you don't understand. Get your Bible, get your dictionary, and yes. study your word. Because mm-hmm. the difference between studying and preaching is that I study means I write it down. Mm-hmm. I write what it means. Mm-hmm. And then I try to understand it. Because mm-hmm. if I can get it in my understanding, I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. I've had a massive stroke. Okay. God has healed me. So if I ever re- write something down and I study it and I know it, then it then recalls. So as I'm opening in my mouth, it's coming out. It's coming out. Why? Because I, it's deposited within me. Yes. Okay. So we want those deposits in us. Okay. Well, quicken us so that we will. Every word says it says it's a line upon line and precept upon precept. Even the ands and the thes and the thats. Every period means something in the Bible. Whether he's giving you a question. Or he giving you an answer. Everything in this Bible, even from the the, the that's, um, what, every word has a purpose and a meaning. So when you begin to translate it to different languages, mm-hmm. different words actually mean different things. So if I don't know my word, how do I understand my Bible? And do I want to go beyond going to church and jumping every Sunday and every Wednesday night or whatever, but still not have relationship? Uh-oh. Because relationship, I don't do what I used to do. Relationship means I don't go where I used to go. Relationship means I don't do, say, and believe what I used to believe. Now I only believe in him. So we're going to graduate. We're going to move on this year in the things of God, because I feel, I feel a growth in the spirit for me, myself. The last two or three messages that God allowed me to come bring forth, I felt the spiritual growth in me. And that's what we want. We want to be able to, to see and feel the spiritual growth because God's been dealing with you. Okay. I don't want you to steal from somebody. No, I want to know him and the pardon of his sins. I want nobody to tell me about it. I want to know him now. I want to know what the struggles God went through in the process getting to the cross. Yes, I know I was whipped. Well, he was whipped with a, a clinatine, a whip, and he pulled the, the flesh out of the body. Yeah, but, but, but that was the outside. What about the intricacies? How God felt was it was beating him. 
God had he God had the he could get up from the cross and tear up something, but because of the love of God, mm-hmm. I need to know that God love that so that as he was beating they was beating him he loved me enough to continue to walk so we have to we get to get closer in the things of god so we can understand who he is as a god and our god in the things of god so make sure you have your fresh tablet next week and we're going to we're going to go and do what God um, told us to do. Amen. All righty. Anybody else? Apostle Erica? Amen. Okay. You want anything to say? Amen. Amen. Um, we just thank God for uh, for the word tonight, um, for the word of God. Um, and God and, and the um, prophetess, the uh, ministry has shifted. Uh, and it shifted. I think since after uh, watch night, uh, we felt the shift automatically when it shifted. And when it shifted, I noticed the influx of other churches now that we are birthing out of uh, Eagles Light. You know, so we are up to four churches, actually five, five ministries, even that was birthed out of Eagles Life. And because God is continuing to do His work. Amen. And he's pushing. Amen. Uh, we're not sitting here just figuring out what we're going to do. We go and get the work done. Why is to spread the word of God effectively? You know, we have to be in ministry that are willing to be birth or the birth, uh, birth these ministries. And uh, we just thank God for what he is doing. And uh, God has elevated us. You know, I'm going to tell you, the enemy has been fighting us really, really hard. But we thank God for what he is doing. Amen. That we have been overcomers uh, of up of every situation. You know, um, like I said on Thursday night is really our dedicated night on Thursday nights, which is uh, our core Bible study. Um, and um, on Sunday Sunday uh, night is our actually worship evening service. Amen. That we're opening live on Streamyard now. Um, Inviting people to come in and fellowship with us right online, amen. To feel the glory of God right there where you are, amen. And God is doing what amen. He's doing until God says otherwise. Uh, we just continue to keep doing what we're doing, you know. And then we have our regular nights podcast, you know, nights also. Uh, Monday, we have Monday night now, Monday night fire, amen. That's this uh, 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 apostle that's coming out of the Carolinas. Uh, North Carolina, so we excited, you know, Tuesday night, you know, then Love and Action from Miami. That's one of our pastors. Amen. Love and Action Christian Center. Um, and then Wednesday night is from Georgia, Lithonia, Georgia, our chief apostle, Rodney Tate, Thursday night, closing out on Thursday night, amen, which is the power house herself, amen, Dr. Prophetess Glenda Lane, amen, of Eagles Life, amen. We are excited about what God is doing uh in this season we just encourage everybody just to tune in uh throughout the week and continue to stay faithful um like i said god is expanding when i mean god is expanding he's expanding uh sunday night we have sunday night raw amen real authentic word amen we got a guest speaker coming one of our other new new one of our newest pastors apostle 
amen, uh, A.D. Jackson out of Iowa City, amen, that we're getting ready to consecrate amen. him into the office of an apostle, amen, he is a prophet, amen, so he's coming in, amen, and he's going to be, you know, teaching the word of how the direction God has lead him to do, amen, on Sunday night, amen, um, and it will be on StreamYard and YouTube, um, that night, amen, because that is our, our official our official church service. So we just thank God for what he is doing um, on tonight. So I'm going to turn this back over to the woman of God on tonight, amen. Closing remarks and have the direction God leads her tonight to close the service out. Amen. Amen. I, like I said, um, uh, when I was, uh, when, when God allowed me to preach on um, for New Year's, I felt the shift. So I know that God's getting ready to do something right, um, for us as a, as a, as, as believers yeah. and as a part of this ministry. So we thank God for it. Amen. That you journey with us this year. Um, amen. And something about when God loved me again to start clucking like a chicken. <laughs> no, and the earth was shaking. Hallelujah. So thank God. Say amen. So for that. So let's close out. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for the teaching concept tonight. I thank you, God, for everybody on the line. I thank you for the new followers. We thank you for the older followers. We thank you for everybody that tries to listen to a word. We bind the adversary, every devil at every level, everybody that you're not, uh, you're not here for the right reason. I curse you from the root in the name of Jesus. If you're not there for the right reasons, if you're not for knowing Jesus Christ and the part of sins, if you're there to distract uh, and intervene, I cast you back to the pit of hell because this is ordained of God. You have no power. You have no authority because the authority God gives us in the name of Jesus. We praise you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints, Amen. and we'll see you next Hallelujah.